Hey, it's Pat. I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. In case you're not familiar with me, I've been helping people retire for over 20 years now, author of the book Save Your Retirement, and host of the Save Your Retirement radio show. Our goal with this show is to provide you with valuable and timely information to help you plan your retirement, or if you're already retired, help you make the most of it. Ultimately, we want to help you use your money to accomplish your goals and dreams and to help you avoid any stress and fear with your finances and instead replace those with confidence and peace of mind. If you enjoy the show, make sure to subscribe so you won't miss future episodes. Also, if you'd like to give us a great rating, it would mean so much to us and it helps get the word out so we can share this valuable information with others. Thank you so much. And now here's this week's episode. This radio show is a paid placement. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Jen Rizak here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And I feel like I should just, Pat, change the whole way I say your show's name after Stop in the Name of Love. It's like Save <laughs> Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I think we've got a whole new tagline. Yes. <laughs> I think so. Fabulous. I love the Supremes. Love it, too. 1965 was when that was their fourth number one hit, Stop in the Name of Love. So and good. fun fact about that song, it oh. was included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's permanent collection of 500 songs that shaped rock and roll. Because As I mean, it should be. As it should be. I, I can't think of a single person who doesn't love that song. It's a good one. <laughs> It is a good one. For good reason to start out the show today with the Supreme. So glad you're here with us. I know we have a lot we want to cover on the show today, Pat. Uh, not really feeling the love from the Federal Reserve as they are starting mm. a gradual increase in interest rates. And I've got some sound here from Jerome Powell, who is, of course, the Fed chairman. He is the chairman of the Federal Reserve. I've got a couple things I want to play here for you. Jerome Powell saying Russia's invasion of Ukraine and some of the events, the fallout from that, could restrain economic activity abroad and further disrupt our supply chains over here. The volatility in the financial markets, particularly if sustained, could also act to tighten credit conditions and affect the real economy. Okay, so some impacts there. And then he says that they are ready to shift their approach in a, quote, more disruptive direction if necessary. Here's another clip from Jerome Powell. All signs are that this is a strong economy, in, indeed uh, one that will be able to flourish, not to say withstand, but certainly flourish as well in the face of less accommodative monetary policy. So here's what I want you to do, Pat. I want you to take that and translate that into normal human speak when we talk about less accommodative monetary policy. What, what's going on here with the Fed? Do you want me to translate it into English or do you want me to translate it into what he really means now, now as opposed to what he said? Ooh, oh boy. Oh boy. So, you know, I have a lot of opinions about this. And, um, you know, I just think that um, we are in very difficult times right now. Um, you know, we have a stock market that most experts believe is overheated. And we have uh, interest rates rising, uh, which can be challenging on a lot of levels uh, when it comes to our finances. And now we have as I've said recently, very often, the only thing we had going for us for a number of years was, was that inflation was very low. And uh, what has happened is politicians are putting us into a, a massive debt, mm -hmm. uh, which means our country needs interest rates to be low. So Jerome Powell and the Fed have kind of artificially been very accommodative, which basically means easy money is what it means. <laughs> and now we are it's time to pay the bill uh, on some of this. And so inflation has gone crazy. They tried to say it was transitory, which was basically kind of a made up word to most of us, I think, which would, they were basically saying, oh, don't worry about it. It's right. not going to last. <laughs> and now it's like, oops, well, that, was, that, way, that, wasn't, right. that wasn't true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, things are changing. And that means that they're going to have to start raising these interest rates. It's the only way that anyone knows of that they can kind of try and get a handle on inflation. And I will tell you, Jen, I mean, the inflation right now is so real, and it's in so many areas of our lives. I have never in my 23 years uh, as a financial advisor talked to more people uh, who are worried about it or trying to figure mm. out how am I even going to be able to buy stuff on mm -hmm. a day-to-day -day basis. It really is affecting the everyday American. 
so much right now. And that's just, of course, such a big concern to us. Right. And well, it's even got the attention of my 19 year old daughter who never pays attention to what's going on <laughs> in the financial world ever. What 19 year old does. Right. But gas prices, uh, mm. it's changing her summer plans, literally what she was planning on doing because she's saying, Mom, these gas prices are, are out of control. So it is impacting so many things when we talk about and I know, you know, gas prices and things like that. It's a little different than what we see with them inflation otherwise because there is a lot of up and down and fluctuation but still so many costs of, of so many things are going up and up and here's who I wish we had audio from Pat because we just played Jerome Powell Senator Rand Paul and and Kevin Roberts of the Texas Public Policy Foundation had this editorial and I, I wish I had sound from it instead of <laughs> Jerome Powell but here's what they wrote and I wanted to get your response to this quote the good news is federal policymakers know what spurred inflation to its historic gallop over the last year the bad news is it was them <laughs> So the yes. message here, all this government stimulus in response to COVID, they're saying bears more of the blame than the virus itself, right? What's your take? Oh, I totally agree, Jen. Now, keep in mind, of course, we all want to have our cake and eat it too. Yes. And so we, we all understand COVID was, you know, it's certainly a once in a lifetime scenario, we certainly hope, um, you know, going back to, you know, another pandemic being about 100 years prior. And so, you know, it was real, like people, you know, people died from COVID. So mm-hmm. we had a lot, we had to figure out what we we're going to do. And I don't envy the people in charge who had to make those decisions. It was hard enough owning a, owning a business locally, right, trying to right. figure out what to do in our office. So, um, so I'm not saying it's an easy job. However, the over response on the, on the financial end, um, you know, flooding our country with free money, basically, and pretending that there wouldn't be consequences is offensive to me. And it's essentially a future tax on all of us. It's bad, you know, I'm 48. It's bad for me. It's bad for a retiree. But it's worse for our kids and grandkids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the people who are going to have to pay it with interest over time. And we know it's going to mean higher taxes in the future. But that's one of those things you just don't know when it's going to happen. The reality is we're all paying for it every single day now when we go to the store or when we pump our gas. And, of course, no politician is ever going to take the blame for something like that. But that's just the reality of it. And that's one of those things. That's why we do what we do, Jen, because there are things that you can control about your finances and there's things you can't. And guess what? We can't control what the politicians are going to do or how they're going to spend your money or anything Hmm. like that. All we can do is we can focus on your plan and how to protect you as much as absolutely possible. And that's why we offer our initial step to our planning. We call it a five-step retirement review. It's at no cost and no obligation for listeners of our show, but that's an opportunity to look at what you have right now and where you're heading and see if you're protected, see if you're in good shape. So to take advantage of that five-step retirement review, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, there's no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. And here's the other thing that caught my eye this week, Pat, in preparing for the show. Social Security beneficiaries could pay more than $10.5 billion more in taxes on their benefits in 2022 compared to 2021. And when you read through this, the big jump, this comes from the Senior Citizens League, the big jump is primarily due to the rising number of new retirees with higher incomes. So that kind of explains this. But Pat, as I look at this, I'm wondering, you talk to people all the time, do people realize that paying taxes on their Social Security benefits is a thing that they could have to do? And and does that take people by surprise? Well, uh, certainly some people are completely blindsided by it. Some people have heard about it. I will say when, when we would do uh, extensive in-person retirement classes, and we've done this in the past, Jen, where it's two nights and it's between two and three hours each night. So mm-hmm. we are really doing a deep dive on retirement planning. The area that every single time got the most interest from the classes when I would get on a whiteboard and explain um, taxes and retirement, we talked about Social Security taxes because it is such a convoluted, confusing <laughs> um, calculation. But one of the it's one of those little secretive taxes in the sense that it was established in the early 80s. And the idea was, hey, we got a lot of baby boomers coming. We need to raise some extra taxes. So we're going to tax some of the Social Security benefits on, quote unquote, high income retirees. Mm. Well, what I mean by the secret tax, Jen, is it starts at $25,000 a year. And that was set in 1982. And guess what it starts at now? $25,000 a year. It's crazy. So think about how long ago that was. And so literally every single bracket, every single tax 
everything in our tax code changes for inflation, that one has never changed. Mm. So this is one of those examples of something that you tell me, and it sounds like a really big number, but I, I can't say I'm surprised. It's just another great way for the government to sneak a few more dollars of taxes from you in retirement. Right. And isn't that always the way, oh, this is just going to be for a few people who are really wealthy, and then what ends up happening over time, right? It's <laughs> exactly. just kind of kind of what we see. And with Social Security, Pat, here's the thing. You don't know what you don't know. And so many people are mismanaging this benefit. And yet, for some of you, when to start taking your Social Security, in all reality, Pat, it's a million-dollar decision. It absolutely is, Jen. Now, let me walk you through the math. After a 5.9% cost of living adjustment, the average Social Security benefit next year will be $1,657 per month. If you do that math, that adds up to nearly $600,000 over a 30-year retirement. Mm -hmm. And if you're married, you can double that number. That's over a million dollars in Social Security benefits over 30 years for a married couple. There are so many variables that you need to consider before you start taking Social Security. So our team is offering a free Social Security analysis to help you sort through all the different options for how to claim your benefits, learn about the potential impact your decisions can have on your taxes, Medicare, spousal benefits, and more, Pinpoint the precise time for you to t start taking your Social Security to make sure you aren't missing out on tens of thousands of dollars of benefits. The Social Security Administration cannot help you with all of this. They can give you facts about your Social Security, but they cannot teach you how to make the most out of your benefits. That's what our Social Security analysis can do when you call us at 803-9-RETIRE. Social Security is one of the most important financial decisions you'll ever make. If you've saved at least $250,000 and have not yet started taking your benefits, Call us now to get your free Social Security analysis at 803-9-RETIRE. Once again, that is 803-9-RETIRE. You heard that right. You could be missing out on tens of thousands of dollars in lifetime income, or you could be living your best-case scenario. It's just a matter of claiming your Social Security at the right time. So call for that analysis at 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. Hi, this is John Farley. For the past 12 years, you've seen me on TV. But before becoming a meteorologist, my first degree was actually in finance. My parents, like a lot of people, didn't know much about the financial world. As a result, they got exploited by some not-so-honest folks. That's why finance has always been a passion of mine. And for the last six years, I've been working with the team at Preservation Specialists to help people just like you plan for your retirement. What I love about Preservation Specialists is that we are locally owned and fiercely independent. That means we simply work for you. If that's what you want in a financial advisor, then give us a call now at 803-9-RETIRE. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Don't make the same mistakes my parents did. Work with an advisor who can help get you to and through retirement successfully. 803-9-RETIRE. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists. He is the author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And Pat, wouldn't it be nice if when you were younger, you could know some of the things that you know now? I mean, how many times <laughs> have we all wished that or wished our mm. kids would listen to us when we're saying to them, "Amen." I wish you understood this. And there was, there's actually a post about that on LinkedIn that got a ton of responses from people uh, sharing words of wisdom that they wish they would have known back at age 20. It was about advice to your younger self. I mean, so Pat, think about this. And this could be financial or otherwise, but is there any advice you would give to your 20-year-old self? <laughs> I'm putting you on the spot. I, I know. How much time do we have here? <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, I, I think that I had a pretty good head on my shoulders as a young adult, and I didn't have, you know, a crazy rebellious stage or anything like that. So, 
it's not that I have all these horrible regrets or anything, but my goodness, you do gain wisdom through experience, don't yeah, you? And, sure. um, you know, the, the, the most wonderful thing is to learn from other people's mistakes mm -hmm. instead of your own. And uh, to actually answer the question, I think I would actually get serious here. And, and for me, it would be just to, if I could impart on myself, just to trust God in the mm -hmm. process, you know, because we all worry about so many things in life. And I think the older I get, the more I realize, you know, just put it in his hands and uh, it saves a lot of grief. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. That is such good advice. And, and I think to just slow down. That's what I always tell yes. my daughter. Just slow down. These things will happen in time. You don't yes. have to rush it. So, yeah. Oh, that, that was good advice, though, for sure, Pat. I really, I, I think I think a lot of us have so many thoughts that we wish we would have listened to when we were younger. <laughs> and, you know, also when you were 20, whether you knew it or not, you were already laying the groundwork toward where you are today and your financial success later in life. And I know we spend most of our time on this show talking about the stages of retirement and a lot of times we focus on the financial things that happen in retirement, but a lot of financial planners point out that there are actually five stages of your financial life going back even further than than just approaching retirement. And and so I, I do want to spend some time examining that today, starting with your early career years, which I know we don't do a lot of on this show. But, you know, Pat, for some of your clients, they probably have kids or grandkids who are in this first stage. So for those people who are maybe the people we usually talk to, but they want to help that next generation find solid financial footing, those 20-somethings, what advice would you have for them? Yeah, this is, I think, so interesting to me, Jen, because we've chosen to focus on people within five or 10 years of retirement right. and then into retirement. So we don't you know, typically work on a day-to-day -day basis with someone who's in their 20s, for example. But it is a passion of ours that people just have this financial understanding. And, and one of the things that frustrates me so much, Jen, is that teachers work so hard in imparting education on children, but the curriculum typically has very little about real life in it, you know? So, uh, I mean, you know, I went through high school and I took financial classes and I basically knew nothing about financial planning by the time I graduated. <laughs> right. So imagine, you know, if I'd never, and then I had four years at Purdue University, which was an awesome school, and I still didn't know a whole lot. Even then, I don't feel like that I used. And so imagine someone majoring in English or something that has nothing to do with finance. And I just remember back when I came out of school and, you know, you just, you have to just stumble into everything. If you're trying to buy your first house, how does that work? Yeah. And then now you have to have homeowner's insurance and now I have a car and now I have car insurance and you're learning some of that before then maybe. So I think if we could have that just real world understanding and then just remember how important those things are, little things like, you know, having a credit history and making it positive, it's going to affect so much about when you're trying to get loans and things like that, trying to stay out of debt. I mean, the credit card companies, you know, they are they're after you right away, right? <laughs> they don't wait long. Right. And so they're trying to help, uh, trying to trying to get your business. And that could be very dangerous if you don't understand the dangers of debt. Uh, living within your means, buying things yeah. when you have money to actually afford it. And then, you know, the kind of the, the basics of, okay, thinking about what are your goals down the road? Do you want to have a bigger house or you know, do you, if you're planning on having kids, you know, putting them through college or how do you want to retire? Thinking about those things. And then finally, that's, we, I always like the offense and defense. So that's the offense. And then the defense is, okay, do you need different types of insurance, like disability insurance or life insurance to protect you and your loved ones? And I think all of those things are just, you know, there's a lot there. And that's just kind of a, just scratching the surface really on just the basics of it. And we just, we want to make sure everyone has an opportunity to get good information like that. Right. So after you start those early career phase years, then you get into the second phase, which is that family and career building years. That's when things are starting to get a little bit more complicated. Talk about some of the big financial steps that start to happen here. And again, you know, just things for, for your clients. These are things their kids or grandkids might be going through as we talk about the family and career building years. Yeah, I think it's really just kind of expanding on what I was just getting into, right? You're you're yeah. really trying to understand, you know, let's say maybe at this point you have children and you're married and have kids. And so now you're thinking, okay, I, I, I want to, on the um, growth side, uh, do you want to help pay for college? 
but you also still have to be thinking about your retirement after that as well. You can't wait. You know, it's going to be hard if you wait until after they're out of college. And then how do you protect your family? Do you need life insurance? Do you have the right kind of health insurance, disability insurance, basic things like a will, having legal documents in place? And so this is just where you're really starting to build all those things out. And it's a it's a good example of just what we do, you know, with our older clients as well, Jen, is we're reviewing all those things. You know, the number of times someone laughs when we ask them if they have a will and they say, yeah, it was right after our first child was born. And I say, that's what everyone else says too. So that's okay. <laughs> we may need to update that. So right. all of those things are part of doing a retirement review with a comprehensive planner. And we think there's just so many people have told us there's tremendous value in just going through the process. So we would always encourage our listeners, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer that review at no cost and no obligation. All you have to do to just take that first step is call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. And as we talked today with Pat about the the different stages of financial life, and just because it's interesting to go back and look at what got us to where we are now, right? For people who are getting close to retirement, they went through these stages. Maybe their kids or grandkids are going through these early career years and, and then getting into those kind of career building years, family building years. Pat, for people who are in those stages do you work with people who are in those first two stages of their financial life? Yeah, we've always talked to Jen about, you know, different types of people in financial professionals. And one of the ways to separate them is we like to say there's generally like an accumulation planner, which is someone for someone in their 20s, 30s and 40s. And then there's more of a income and preservation planner, which is what we do. So that's really been my focus my whole career. What's really fun about, you know, building the business out now is we actually have four advisors and one of them is um, in his 20s and he actually is interested in that. So we've actually created a planning process for younger people. And the reason we did that, Jen, is exactly what you said, which is we have clients that have kids or grandkids and they were saying, can you please help them? And we really didn't feel like we had that expertise. And so now we do have a planner that is part of that life stage himself and uh, he's able to help people that are interested in that. So that's been a really cool development that we've had. Yeah, no, that that is such a great point. But I mean, is it ever too early, though, to start thinking about retirement, even, even if maybe we're not working with somebody like you? Is it ever too early to start thinking about that? I guess, you know, if you're in the womb, that's probably a little oh, well, early, don't you think? You know, not there. <laughs> All right. Um, no, I think that I would say, I, w- I guess I wouldn't even phrase it that way. I would say, is it ever too early to start thinking about getting your finances in order or, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about your financial goals? Meeting with a stockbroker might be like, hey, where's some cool ways I can make some money? That's not what we do. What we do is, hey, what's important to you? What are you trying to accomplish? And even if you're right out of high school or college, you can have that conversation, right? You can mm-hmm. think about, well, I'm, wor- I'm worried about my car loan. I'm worried about how I'll ever be able to buy a house or if, you know, if you have kids already, you know, do I want to help with their college? And then so it's kind of like we always say short term, medium term, long term and mm-hmm. kind of thinking in those terms. And for most of us, long term is yeah, I probably don't want to have to work until the last moment of my life, you know, so there's something sure. like retirement. Uh, we use that term. We just kind of throw it out there. You know, I, I think for most people, it's more of a idea of just a financial independence. You know, some of our clients do still like to work some, uh, but we just think the number of times, Jen, I don't know if it's thousands of times now over my 24 years, but the number of times to have that conversation with anyone in any stage of life and talking about what are you trying to accomplish and what are you concerned about? What are you worried about? What are the areas you're not sure if you're there? I've never had anyone regret going through that process because sure. everyone always says, wow, this really helps me. And if you're married, what's really cool about it is that's a hard conversation to have together. But if you have that third person to help you kind of talk through it, it really can be you know, just a, just a really valuable experience. So that's the reason I would encourage our listeners if you haven't gone through a process like that recently, or if, or if you did, it was you know a long time ago, or it wasn't very fruitful, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer a five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for our listeners today. All you have to do is call 803-9-RETIRE. This is Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. We'll be back. You've heard Pat on radio. Now you can see him on television. Tune in Sunday mornings during the 7 o'clock news on WIS-TV. Columbia's NBC Channel 10. Are you approaching retirement or perhaps just retired? Pat Struby and his team at Preservation Specialists can help make the transition easier with the five-step retirement review. This plan takes into consideration factors that can drain away your savings, such as inflation, health care costs, taxes, and much more. 
To get started on your five-step retirement review, call right now, 803-9-RETIRE, or check them out online at retirewithpat.com. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Pat's new book, The Retirement Secret, is now available. It's a companion to his first book, Save Your Retirement. Order yours right now at Amazon.com. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak, happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists, talking today about the different stages of your financial life. And, and you have to think about that, how your financial life plays out in stages. It's probably not a surprise that what's right for your money now probably won't be the case in 10 or 20 years. Just just think about all the things that happen in a decade or two. And it's really no surprise that different things need to be happening with our money, given what's going on with our life 10 mm. to 20 years from now. So we've broken this down today. There are five main stages to your financial life. We already covered those early years when you're first starting out your career. And then as things get a little bit more complicated, maybe your career is advancing and maybe you have more people in your life to be taken care of. Mm. Um, the third stage is your pre-retirement years. And Pat, this is an exciting time because by this time, your pre-retirement years, the house is hopefully paid off. The kids are finally and hopefully off of your payroll. Um, oh, <laughs> my gosh, right? <laughs> and you're in your peak earning years. So a lot of really positive things are potentially happening here. But this is also the time when you cannot afford to screw it up and to ruin it with the wrong financial moves. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, Jen, one of my favorite authors that I, I love to read, his name is William Bernstein. He was actually a doctor uh, a surgeon for many years, and then uh, he was a pilot in his spare time, and now he's become an investment and retirement author. So he's oh, wow. uh, quite a diverse background. Um, but he uh, he actually talks about this, and he actually it's an interesting perspective. He actually believes the trickiest and riskiest part of the entire phases of your you know your investing and planning life is this transition. And he talks about because of the fact that in your first couple stages. You're just trying to set a foundation and then just get something going, right? You're just trying to, you know, if you're if you if you're putting anything in your 401k at your first job, you're ahead of most people. So, right. so that's awesome. Well, we also know, which you know, uh, stealing your thunder from from uh, a few minutes from now. But once you're retired, you do need to focus on creating income and preservation. Mm -hmm. But how do you make that transition? Those are totally different things, right? You know, if you're investing in your yeah. 20s, you might be very aggressive. And he actually has an expression that he uses that I love. Uh, he talks about what you're doing with your nest egg is you're trying to win a game by having enough assets to retire on. And he makes the point that sometimes people win the game, they have enough to retire on, but they keep playing. Oh. And so, <laughs> so you away. might, exactly. Yeah. It's kind of like someone at the blackjack table and they keep going, they keep going. And well, what happens if you have enough to retire, but you just keep all your money invested in the market and then the market crashes. And now you maybe you did have enough and now you don't now. So that's a little bit of a tangent, but I think that that's one example of one of the things you've got to be careful about is that's one of the biggest reasons people come in to see us, Jen, and one of the biggest reasons people hire us is how do I make that transition and start preparing myself for retirement? But that's just one piece. That's just the nest egg. What do you do with that? Mm -hmm. uh, as you mentioned, maybe your home is paid off as you're getting close to retirement. That's a great time to be thinking about that. A lot of our clients come to us and they still have some debt and they're kind of making a plan to have things paid off by retirement. You don't have to do that, but that's a, that's a great plan. For, for many people. Uh, we think most people are not thinking about tax planning, and that's an amazing, a tremendous opportunity to do that because you're not retired yet. You still have time to kind of get things in place. And then um, finally, the amount you're saving, that's something we can help you look at. And then, of course, what are your plans for health care and retirement? So that, right. it's a great, great time to be doing a lot of planning in those areas. So when is a good time to get a financial checkup so we can make sure we're on the right track for retirement and all these things that you were just talking about? Well, Jen, I'm a financial planner, so I would always say the right time is right now, you know? Yeah. yeah <laughs> but 
you know, people hire us a week before they retire. They hire us 10 years before they retire. A lot of that is personality driven. I will say uh, it's very rare for someone to come in and say, well, it seems like I'm a little early. It's much more common for someone to come in and say, oh, I wish I would have come in three or five or seven years ago. Um, and it's one of those things too. Of course, we want you to come in when the time is right for you. But also remember, there's things you may not be thinking about. The tax planning is one that I'm thinking of that's very common. We have a lot of clients. We've brought some tremendous resources. David McKnight, the best-selling author we've had on the show here together, Jen, uh, we've brought him in to speak to our clients. And one of the comments that gets made is, my goodness, I wish I would have known this mm -hmm. earlier. Right. So if you are five or 10 years from retirement, it might be a tremendous opportunity to really take advantage of some of those things that someone who's already retired, it's just hard to build that planning in at this point. Right. So talk a little bit about this transition from saving for retirement to generating income in retirement, because, again, that's really the big thing that's happening here. When we talk about these different financial stages, we're, we're going from saving and shifting gears to using that savings. Yeah, there's two really, really important points here, Jen, that I want to make sure we talk about. The first one, we talked about winning the game. Uh, if you've won the game, why on earth do you want to keep playing and risk losing again? Um, and what I'm talking about there is going from a more growth-oriented portfolio. And of course, you know, over the years, we've had a lot of really good years in the stock market. Um, so maybe now is a good time to lock in and take some of those chips off the table. And of course, that doesn't mean you have to stick it in a bank account that's not making anything. There's other things that you can be invested in and not just be in stocks or cash. So it's important to know that. So there's this transition of how much risk are you taking? And the reason that's very important, Jen, is when the researchers are looking at risk for retirement, uh, one of the most fascinating things I've seen is they've, they've built a chart that shows when your nest egg is at the most risk, and it just looks like a mountain. So, and the reason for that is, of course, when you're 22 years old, and you've saved your first dollar in your 401k, if the market crashes, it doesn't really matter, right? Because you've got a dollar in your 401k. So it's a very low risk early in your life. And then when you are on your deathbed and you're about to pass away, the risk is very low because you don't have time to worry about creating income. But the biggest risk is right in the middle there. And guess when that is? Right when you retire. So the five years before and the five years after, it's critical to make sure you're not making any foolish decisions. So that's the first one that I would say on the financial end. The other thing that I think you kind of alluded to, Jen, is this transition from saving to generating income, this is a mental shift as well, because sometimes your assets are structured in a way where we may need to actually dip into those a little bit to help generate your income. And that's okay. It's part of your plan. But some people just get addicted to seeing the balances grow, you know, because <laughs> you've got, you're, right. you're investing the money and you're, you're putting money in and you're seeing this thing increase and increase. But you have to remember that your, most people's goal isn't just to have the biggest number on the paper. Most people's goal is to actually have, you know, a lifestyle that they love in retirement. So I think both of those things are really, really important. Of course, we spend much of our time on the actual nuts and bolts of you know financial planning but on the other end too we want to make sure people are enjoying their lives in retirement and that's all part of you know when we build a custom built retirement plan for someone all of those things are on the table and we're helping them with those and you know we just think there's tremendous value in building out a plan like that and that's why we offer a five-step retirement review which is the first step to building your own plan Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer this review at absolutely no cost and no obligation for listeners of the show. That number again is 803-9-RETIRE. Talking today with Pat Struby. He is with Preservation Specialists going over the different stages of your financial life. And the last two, and we did have to spend a lot of time talking about that pre-retirement stage because that's a big one. That's where all these transitions are happening. The last two stages of your financial life happen during retirement. So in your early retirement years, you're probably wanting to do all those big bucket list items and, and mm. really enjoy your time. So how do you create a spending strategy so you can enjoy those early years of retirement without worrying that you are blowing through your savings too quickly? I love this question, Jen. Because, and the reason is when I started in January 1997, there was so little education or research done on actually how to retire successfully because there just it hadn't happened enough. Most of the generations before just lived off of Social Security and pensions, and they weren't living off their nest egg. And so what happened was there wasn't enough research. And then when the 2000 crash happened and 2008 crash happened, it really devastated some people's nest eggs, uh, especially people that had already retired and people had to go back to work. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. And what the pendulum kind of swung in our, in our industry to the other direction, which was – Let's start you off on a real low income 
up front and then we'll increase it for inflation. Well, that doesn't always make sense either, right? Like you said, you might want to you might have some big things you want to do and and most people would say, "Well, I want to do stuff when I'm younger and healthier," right? So, uh, we need to talk about how you want to build that. That's why we love having a custom-built approach. We can do it exactly the way you want it. One of the examples we love to talk about that a lot of our clients like is um, these stages of retirement being the go-go years, the slow-go years, and the no-go years. So the go-go years are the bucket list. That's when you're young and you're healthy. And at some point, you do most of the things you really want to do that are expensive. And so you start to slow down. And then at some point, we all have the no-go years. Mm-hmm. Or as, as someone told me, Jen, they're the I-won't-go years. Yeah, which no, is, don't want to do it. Don't want to go. <laughs> That's right. It's not worth the hassle. <laughs> Maybe you like to fly and travel in places and then you just reach a point and say, I don't want to deal with TSA anymore. And that's okay. So <laughs> so how do we build that? Well, that's where we have to be thoughtful about when you need that extra money. So maybe you need extra travel money or extra money for hobbies or family or whatever early in your life. That's very hard to do when you're using Google as your, your retirement planner or working with a broker or something like that. But with a retirement planning team, we can build that in so it's custom built just for you. When do we need to start thinking about things like our estate plan and our legacy goals? Uh, I know, you know, that that's really end of life type stuff, but when do we need to start thinking about that? Well, you know, I think of this, Jen, most of our clients um, aren't focusing all their time and effort on, you know, I want to leave this huge pile of money to my family or church or charity or something like that. It's kind of like a nice to have, you know, at the end of life. Most people are thinking, you know, I've tried to support my family for most of my life now. I want this to be something I can enjoy in retirement, you know. So, uh, but, so I, would, I would point out, you know, most people, because we don't know how long anyone's going to live, uh, we have to be prepared for a long retirement. So most people will have something left over, thankfully, which is, which is a great thing to have. So we want to be thoughtful about that. How can we leave that to family or church or charity that you want? How can we leave as much as possible without you know harming you? How can we leave more and have less go to taxes? Those are all good things. The other thing that I always point out here, Jen, is keep in mind this is – making sure you're protected. So maybe it's not you pass away, maybe you're incapacitated. So we want to make sure that things can still happen that protect you. And then if you're married, we want to make sure your spouse is protected too. Because a lot of things can happen if one spouse passes away. Your social security benefits change, your tax brackets change, uh, your investments in, in your accounts have to change. So there's a lot going on there. It's already one of the most stressful times of your life if you lose a spouse. So we talk about that as being part of your estate plan as well. How do we make sure if you're married that your spouse is protected. And that's just, you know, as we've talked about these five stages, it's really important to think about how different each of those is. And especially in those last three stages, that's where we really focus our practice on helping people build a custom built retirement plan that makes sure they're protected and that their values are covered in all of those areas. So if you don't have a plan that's built just for you, call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. We offer our five-step retirement review at absolutely no cost and no obligation. All you have to do is call us at 803-9-RETIRE. We have more coming up on Save Your Retirement, but now it's time for today's Medicare Minute with author and Medicare expert, Tim Hanbury. People ask me, should I stay on my employer's plan or go to Medicare at age 65? My answer is, it depends. Medicare is not a one-size-fits-all program. However, if you're going to stay on your employer's plan, here's what you need to know. If you work for a company with less than 20 employees, then you need to sign up for both Medicare Parts A and B because your employer's plan will consider you on Medicare at 65 and only pay the 20% that Medicare doesn't, even if you don't have it. Another one is if you contribute to a health savings account. You can continue to do this after 65, but don't sign up for any part of Medicare. If you sign up for Part A, like everybody tells you to do, then the IRS will disallow your contribution and tax you on it as income. And lastly, if you're going to retire at age 65, don't take COBRA coverage because Medicare doesn't consider this valid coverage. You'll be hit with late penalties and delays when you do sign up for Medicare. So please take some time to understand your Medicare options. Medicare, properly designed, will be the best insurance you ever had. Visit Tim's website, MedicareBlueprint.com, to download a free copy of his book. Or if you would like to talk with Tim, call 803-9-RETIRE to schedule a consultation. You can schedule a free 15-minute phone consultation with the team at Preservation Specialists right now. Call 803-973-8473. 
That's 803-9-RETIRE. Thanks for joining us today on Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. I am Jen Rizak. Happy to be here alongside Pat. He is the founder of Preservation Specialists and author of the books Save Your Retirement and The Retirement Secret. And he knows as well as I do in the world of finance, there are things that can positively impact one set of people while negatively impacting someone else at the same time. You think about Mm. that. There's somebody out there benefiting from credit card debt and higher taxes and higher interest rates. But then there's also somebody who could potentially be financially hurt by these things. So I just think it's interesting, Pat, to take a look at it that way and just realize that there's good news and bad news to so many of these things. I want to start with one example from the lending world, for example. I've seen, and and I know this could potentially be changing because I've seen articles both ways, but credit card debt. You know, when credit card debt is falling and that's going down, that is good news for all those individuals who have credit card debt. It's good news for everybody except the credit card companies, right? Uh, that That's one of those examples of good news for somebody and not so good news for somebody else. Yeah, that's right. And I think, you know, we don't talk a, a whole lot about debt because that's um, – we did a um, – Dave Ramsey financial piece uh, mm-hmm. at our church uh, a number of years ago. And they asked, you know, because of what I do, they asked me to kind of be a, a leader of that. Sure. And I, I thought Dave Ramsey's information on getting out of debt is is really, really good. And it's not rocket science. You know, it's something anyone that is in debt can Google that, you know, you don't need yeah. a, a special consultant to help you with that. But yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where one of the tenets of financial planning is you want to try and avoid high interest rate debt. Um, now, a home mortgage is totally different, especially sure. because rates have been so low for so long and it's helping you purchase a home which of course has benefits for you for your life but also you have the potential to to grow the value of it i I have to throw one more comment in here jen because one of the notes i have for our topic is that spending in credit cards went down considerably last year i was just talking with some of the other people in our office about you know getting points on credit cards right Mm -hmm. and i am a points junkie and (laughs) you know my parents raised me they were very frugal and when i went off to college and there was a discover card you know, table there, right. you got like a free t-shirt for a credit card, right? Oh, what a yes. great deal. But my parents taught me, do not ever put a balance on yes. there, uh, you know, unless yes. you're in some kind of emergency. And and they said, oh yeah, you can pay off the whole thing every month and you get to keep 1% of everything you spend. And I was like, free 1%? Like this is yeah. the greatest thing ever. So, so I'm that guy that, you know, buys a 99 cent bottle of water and uses a credit card because I'm thinking, hey, I saved 1% on there it. There you so, go. <laughs> so there's, it's like you say, good and bad, right? Yes. You have to know how to use it. Got to know how to use it. And then when it comes to that high interest debt, how do you talk to people about addressing that well before retirement? Because I would think in retirement is really not a good time to be dealing with, with high interest debt or credit card debt. Yeah, that's a great question, Jen. And I think, you know, we have, we see people in so many different financial scenarios. And I know one of the scariest things about talking to a financial planner is kind of exposing yourself financially. Mm -hmm. And you're wondering if they're going to say, like, you know, why did you do that? Or that was a terrible financial decision. So the first thing I will say is, I'm 48 years old. And I always tell everyone my entire adult life, I've been a financial planner. And I have still made very foolish financial decisions. Sure. So I don't expect anyone to make all perfect financial right, decisions. Right. So it's it's not it's a uh, it's a zero fault zone here. So that's <laughs> the first thing I would say. Uh, but the second thing is, you know, we have a lot of people that are working aggressively to be out of debt completely in retirement, including not having a mortgage. Um, and then we have other clients that um, decide, you know, based on their lifestyle and things that are going on, that they're going to keep a mortgage in retirement. And you know, we obviously have to work with our. Um, creating the income for them mm-hmm. uh, for, to make sure they can enjoy their retirement. But yeah, the high interest rate debt, you know, if you have a balance on a credit card, that has to be our first priority. We can't start talking about all the fun stuff about what we do with your investments or how to save on taxes and, and avoid taxes. What we have to do is we just have to chip away at that. And so that's just one of those things where it's kind of like eating our vegetables. You know, it's, it's not a fun thing to do, but we all know it's a good thing to do. Right. Yeah. Just one of those things you want to think about. And we were talking about high interest debt, but interest rates in general, that's another one in this kind of good news, bad news. It's another one where there's two sides to it. You hear low interest rates referred to as a double-edged sword. They are good news for borrowers and for people who have debt. They are bad news for savers. Talk a little bit about how that works, how interest rates can hit you at different phases of your life. Yeah, Jen, I think this is one of the most 
stark examples of good news, bad news. Because mm-hmm. if you if you actually take it just by the number of human beings that are affected, low interest rates are good, I think, for the majority of people. Because the majority of people don't own their home free and clear. They're mm-hmm. borrowing to do that. So if you can borrow... Uh, I always I always say baby boomers had the worst the worst possible scenario. The number of them that had a ten or twelve percent interest rate Ugh. on their first mortgage, yes. which is mind boggling to think about. Oh my gosh! And I was just listening to a podcast the other day, and they said uh, over seventy percent of Americans now are locked in at a mortgage rate of under four percent, mm-hmm. which is just uh, incredible to me to think about how low that is. So that's that's a tremendous. I mean, if you stay in that house and you actually pay off a thirty year loan over thirty years. You're saving just an incredible amount of money. That could be, you know, a hundred thousand dollars in interest difference for you. Wow. So that's just a huge deal. Of course, think of the other people that are benefiting. It makes homes easier to purchase. So home builders are benefiting. Mortgage companies are benefiting from refinances. There's so many people that are benefiting. Well, guess who isn't benefiting? It's the retiree. It's the person who says, "I just want to save a million bucks and stick it in a CD and make six percent a year and live off of it." Well, guess what? That's been a long Not time since I've yeah. been able to do that. And so that's a big part of the work that we do, Jen. We have people that come to us and they are being diligent savers or maybe they're accumulating or maybe they're inheriting money and they're thinking, well, goodness, I'm about ready to retire or I'm already retired or I'm five or 10 years away. The last thing I want to do is stick this in the stock market and have to be stressed out about losing half of it or something. So I just want something safe. And that's one of that's the name of the game, one of the hardest things to do right now. Yeah, it's just one of those things that we have to think about. So tell me how you help retirees navigate those lower interest rates in retirement. Because it, it is just the, the conventional wisdom or the way that our grandparents address this. It's not what we can do when you talk about living off the interest. That is that is unheard of now. <laughs> now. That's exactly right. And I was actually interviewed for um, the newspaper Investors Business Daily a while back. Mm. And um, it reminds me of that because he asked me, hey, if someone comes into a large pile of money, what should they do with it? And he was expecting a tactical answer. He was, he was expecting a, oh, I like bonds right now or the market or something like that. And I said, well, the first thing you need to do is stop and think about what do I want this money to do for me? And I completely shocked him with that yeah, answer wow. because he, he clearly was not getting that answer from any other advisors. But if you think about it, what we want our money to do for us should absolutely have everything to do. And so I, I always use the example of um, transportation. So if someone says, what's the best transportation? The obvious answer is, well, it depends on where you're going, mm. right? If I'm going to my next door neighbor's house, technically I could drive, but my yard isn't very big. So that would be really <laughs> silly. And my, you know, my legs work just fine. So I'm just going to walk over there. But I have a college friend uh, who lives in um, Los Angeles. And, you know, I guess I could walk, I could Forrest Gump, right? And get there, I don't know when, uh, or I could drive, but I'm probably going to fly. You know, that's going to be the transportation that makes the most sense. So when we come back to what do we do with low interest rates, the first thing we need to talk about is what are you trying to accomplish? And so if someone needs an emergency reserve where they have to get their hands on the money right away, well, that's probably going to have to be in their bank account. You know, that's going to accomplish that goal. If it's having something that has safety of principle, but is generating some returns for them. Now we can start thinking about outside the box and thinking about other oh, different places where we can put our money. Maybe some type of an annuity makes sense if the time frame works for you. Maybe some kind of lower risk dividend paying investment, maybe something that's tied to uh, lower risk uh, real estate or something like that. It's paying dividends of three or four or five or 6% a year. Um, so these are the areas that we always say it should never be just about stocks and bonds. There are all different kinds of places where you can put your money. And then if you're saying, well, all I want my money to do is give me income for retirement. Well, that's where an annuity that has a lifetime income on it can come into play. Um, because sometimes people say, well, what's the rate of return on an annuity? And we always come back to, let's look at what are you trying to accomplish? Are you trying to get the highest rate of return? Or are you trying to solve your income problem. And that's where every single person, that's why we call our plans custom-built retirement plans because because everyone is different. So we don't say there's no financial tool that every single one of our clients has because they all have different needs and different goals. And that's where we come back to this. There are a number of different solutions for the current low interest rate environment, but we always want to sit down and talk and figure out what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that is such a great point to think about. And there's a couple more. Definitely want to get to this next one here on our good news, bad news. This next one is taxes. And Mm. let's talk about this because 
and this takes me back to my reporter days, and this would drive me crazy when I would attend like a press conference and they, they had announced, here's what the revenues are. And they would always say, oh, it's so great that we had higher revenue on, <laughs> on taxes, tax revenue coming in at a higher level. And that is good news for the government entity that gets to spend it. <laughs> but think about where that came from. It came from taxpayers who don't get to spend the money themselves. So we know that paying taxes are part of life, but let's talk about the impact on our retirement savings and the the good news bad news on things like tax revenue for the government yeah you had me confused for a second Jen, right? you said we're doing good news bad news then you said taxes and i was thinking what on earth is the good news about? <laughs> <laughs> that's how it gets framed though in the media right it does it does yeah and of course the sad thing is you know they're going to spend more than they take in anyway so right. uh, it's even even that much more aggravating so yeah i mean the reality is jen that, that we just think that now is the time um, that we need to be thinking about we need to be more thoughtful about our taxes instead of just complaining about how much we pay we need to look at the fact that um, first of all the trump tax code um, lowered tax rates, and by default, those are going to go back up um, in the future, number one. And then number two, we need to think about the fact that we have um, so many unbelievable trillions of dollars of debt as a country because these politicians just spend like crazy. And every single expert agrees the only way that can ever be solved is eventually we have to have higher taxes. Mm -hmm. And yet when you put all of that together and you think about how we're told to save for retirement – guess what we're told? Defer all your taxes until you're retired. Mm -hmm. So if we all think taxes are going up and we're deferring all our money in our 401k, are we not creating ourselves the biggest problem for ourselves? So we believe that one of the biggest values we can bring to our clients and the people we talk to is helping them identify these types of concerns with their taxes. And of course, most importantly, building a, a plan and creating a strategy to help lower those taxes. And we look at those, when we run those projections, if we have someone who's say 60 years old, and let's say we assume they're gonna live to 90, I mean, if we do proper tax plan, the savings can literally be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars over their lifetime. So this is not a simple little thing. It, it could be literally a life-changing uh, amount of savings. And Jen, that's why, you know, when we talk about our five-step retirement review, which is kind of the first step towards building a custom-built retirement plan with us, there are five different areas we talk about. Um, and certainly people like to talk about, you know, how they're going to take income in retirement. And uh, everyone likes to talk about investments. But one of those big, big areas is your proactive income tax plan. We want to make sure that you are aware of the taxes um, that could be a, a difficult situation for you before and in retirement. And of course, most importantly, help you build a plan to resolve that. So to take advantage of our five-step retirement review, including your personalized tax analysis, call now at 803-9-RETIRE. For listeners of our show, there is absolutely no cost and no obligation. Once again, this covers five areas of your retirement, including your proactive tax plan, Call us now at 803-9-RETIRE. You've been listening to Save Your Retirement with Pat Struby. Remember that number, 803-9-RETIRE. That is all the time we have for this week's show. Be sure to tune in again next week for more insights from Pat. We'll talk to you then. Have a great week. Preservation Specialists is an independent financial services firm that helps people create retirement strategies using a variety of tools. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to safety, security, or guaranteed lifetime income are never referring to securities or investment products. Preservation Specialist is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. You should talk to a qualified professional before making any decisions about your personal situation. Preservation Specialist is not affiliated with the U.S. government or any governmental agency. Securities offered through Kalos Capital, Inc. Investment advisory services offered through Kalos Management, Inc. Both at 11525 Parkwood Circle, Alpharetta, Georgia, 30005. Preservation Specialist is not an affiliate or a subsidiary of Kalos Capital, Inc. or Kalos Management, Inc.